When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Good, bad, and ugly on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Or a good weekend. Maybe it was a bad weekend or an ugly weekend. I don't know. Whatever it is we're talking about with you on this Monday morning. Busy. And looking forward to a busy week. Short week. Because it is Easter week, Bunk. Masters coincides with Easter. The way the calendar falls in 20 and 23. So, busy Masters week with uh, Scotty Scheffler hosting the Champions Dinner tomorrow night. There you go. And we do think that the, the live golfer players like Phil Mickelson will be sitting at the kids' table. Absolutely. A little table in the corner. Yeah, put them at their own little spot. Because the, the area, he and the, Kepka, the dining room, Brooksy. which they hold the Champions Dinner, they, folks who I've talked to have been there. So, not a very big room, not a huge room. So Sorry kind of about that, Brooksy. So, Brooksy, Kepka, and uh, Sergio. Serge. Serge, too. He'll be over there at the Phil, little kids' table. Phil. 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 They're going to have to go sit over at that other spot. But, uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler, the odds favorite. Uh, he'll host the dinner. Tiger Woods did show up to take some practice shots yesterday. It looks like he's going to play, which uh, if there was any question, he hasn't played since Riviera or the Genesis Open way back. So, um, gosh, Tiger's only played once in the last seven months. Uh, but it looks like he's going to play this weekend, uh, which is good. And I should say the uh, the forecast is bleak weather-wise. It, uh, you know, like it's 90% chances of rain on Friday and Saturday and yep. more Sunday. This could be a weather problem at Augusta National this weekend. Uh, keep that in mind. It looks like they'll be good during the week, but once we hit the weekend, not looking so good uh, into Good Friday and uh, into Easter Sunday. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, uh, fact, our, our Masters contest, our fantasy golf contest at hornfm.com, because uh, tonight the uh, the bracket will wrap up. Someone's going to win our uh, Altstat uh, bracket challenge. Someone's going to win that tonight when the national championship champion is won. And uh, we'll have a winner tomorrow, but uh, that rolls right into on Tuesday. We'll launch the Masters fantasy picks. You have to get those in before Thursday. So uh, have fun with that at hornfm.com. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm kind of liking Jordan Spieth. Ooh, I thought you know the the name that's in my mind is Roy McIlroy, just because I, I watched him here in Austin. And he got that new putter and put it in his bag, and he putted really well. You know, if Rory can putt, he's going to be as good as anybody. I don't know, but it's hard to doubt Scotty Scheffler right now. I mean, he's just playing so darn good and confidently. He's doing everything good. I mean, he's... Uh, Boy, and he made it happen last year there. What is it that Fuzzy Zeller said back in the day? He's driving it well. He's putting it well. You know, come <sighs> Whatever on. Whatever he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we've, we've seen Scotty Scheffler win in Phoenix already. He won the players. You know, he was into the, you know, finished in the final four here in Austin at the Dell Match Play, which he was the defending champion of. I mean, Scotty is as confident and as feeling as good as any defending champion going into Augusta in a long, long time, maybe since Tiger. Or he just goes in feeling, hey, come beat me. Now, the, as I said before, the ladies are out here 
for the Country uh, Music Awards. Who's Lainey Wilson? She's a uh, young country singer. She's in Yellowstone. She's is she, in Yellowstone. she way too young for me to be? I mean, I I didn't mean to gawk, but she's she's, she's attractive, isn't she? Yeah, well, Carly Pierce, Lainey Wilson. Carly Pierce played the rodeo uh, recently, but yeah, Lainey Wilson is a singer songwriter. And look, if you're watching the Country Music Television Awards last night, it's not a lot about country music. I mean, it's we know country music out of Nashville is very poppy and sure. It's like pop music. I mean, it's popular music. And uh, if you're looking for old school Hank Williams and Merle Haggard and George Strait, you're not getting it. You're going to get popular music. Uh, but I did hear this. Can we play this time? This was pretty cool. I mentioned uh, one of my favorite moments. In addition to Gary Clark Jr. early in the show doing a great performance uh, from Austin, Texas, the hometown guy, uh, Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish and Chris Robinson of the Black Crows got together for a really cool collaboration of uh, Southern Southern Rock. Of course, Darius has gone on to become a country star with like a bunch of number one hits, but uh, Chris Robinson was one of his inspirations growing up as a lead singer for the Crows. And uh, the Crows together, collaboration last night. Here in Austin, Moody Center, by the way, came off looking great. That set, that stage, I didn't, didn't watch the whole thing. We watched it briefly, but man, does that thing look good? Looked the part, but uh, well done, Moody Center, Austin, Texas. Darius Rucker is a big golf guy. Oh, he is? Yeah, I think he was. He, was he not here last week for the NASCAR? Did he have a concert? I think he may have had a concert. He did. Did he? He might have just stayed. Just stayed. I, I think he did. Yeah, I think he, he stayed through the week. And, and, I, and I know he was looking to get out and play some golf. While he yeah. was here, yeah, who Darius Rucker's a big time golfer, uh, for sure. Of course, he he always hosts that big celebrity golf tournament, the college that, event for the for the well, ladies. He does that, but like the 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 weekend after the Masters, which would be next weekend, he typically hosts an event called uh, you know something after the who do you have, who do you after the Masters or something, and uh, it's a big celebrity tournament over there in South Carolina. Uh, Hilton Head area where he went to college. So, yeah, that was cool last night. So, uh, busy weekend. We're recapping it with you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, including uh, the Longhorn baseball team. Let's get to it. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with Longhorns baseball. Yeah, looked good early for the Longhorns, both in the series and yesterday's game. But uh, Sunday in Stillwater, disappointing for the 21st-ranked Longhorns. They took the first game of the series 5-3 uh, to three on Friday night to extend their win streak to 16 games. But Saturday, they ran into a red-hot right-hander, and their win streak was snapped 4-1 loss. Then the all-important rubber game yesterday. Texas took a 3-0 lead in the first inning on a three-run home run by catcher Garrett Gilmette. Uh, those are the last runs the Longhorns would score. Uh, they carried a 3-2 lead into the bottom of the ninth inning. Longhorns left the bases loaded with nobody out in the top of the ninth inning. They couldn't get any runs across. Then in the bottom of the ninth, Cowboys rallied against Texas closer Zane Morehouse. He struck out the first batter of the frame and then singles up the, a single up the middle, followed by back-to-back 3-2 walks, loaded the bases. Wild pitch allowed the tie and run to score. And then Nathan Schubert singled down the right field line and walked it off for the Cowboys. who win the final two games of the series. They're 6-3 and three in Big 12 play. Longhorns are 4-2 and two for head coach David Pierce. You know, this is a tough league, and we all know it. If they'd have blown us out, it'd be one thing. You just got boat race, but to be in a position to win the game and just not do it was very unfortunate. But our team, uh, they'll scratch back. We've got a tough week coming up. Yeah, Longhorns will play Air Force tomorrow night at the Dish ahead of a 
Easter weekend series with Kansas State. Rough weekend for the 8th ring Texas softball team as well. North of the Red River, they got swept by Oklahoma. Number one team in the land loss yesterday, 10-2. College basketball, Kim Mulkey returned to her home state of Louisiana to try to bring, in L- bring LSU its first basketball championship of any kind. Well, Hall of Fame coach did just that in her second year in Dallas yesterday. LSU uh, rolled past the National Player of the Year, Caitlin Clark in Iowa, 102-85. LSU hit 11 three-pointers in the game. They were great off the bench, and they get uh, the school's first basketball title, men's or women's all-time. Mulkey becomes the first women's coach to win national titles at two different schools. She won three at Baylor, of course, before leaving for LSU. Men's championship game is set for tonight down in Houston. San Diego State, what a thriller. They won on Saturday night. They're going to face UConn, who has been a monster in this tournament. Haven't played a game so far inside double digits on their way to a possible national championship. If you missed it from college basketball over the weekend, Texas guard Tyrese Hunter did announce via his Twitter account that he plans to declare for this summer's NBA draft, but he will maintain his college eligibility, so if he's not happy where he's projected, he can return to play for the Longhorns and uh, has till June 12th to make that final decision in the NBA. Dallas Mavericks uh, tumble out of the playoff race continued yesterday and last night. They fell to Atlanta 132-130. Latest loss for the Mavs is their seventh of their last eight. They dropped to 11. 11th seed in the West right now, outside of even the play-in tournament. Uh, Spurs won yesterday. Rockets lost to the L.A. Lakers. Major League Baseball, first weekend of the baseball weekend in the books. Rangers off to a 3-0 start. They're one of three remaining unbeaten teams to start the weekend in the year. They beat the Phillies yesterday 2-1. Astros lost to the White Sox 6-3. They split that four-game series with the Pale Hills. Round Rock lost to Albuquerque at Dell Diamond 10-2. And in golf, PGA Tour was at TPC San Antonio this weekend. The Canadian, Corey Connors, fired a final round 68 he wins by a stroke to win his second Texas Open title, and he also was the champion in 2019. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Also saw this. I know I didn't watch it, but uh, they had a big WrestleMania last night out in L.A., I believe, SoFi Stadium. Story this morning that the UFC and the WWE are merging it's a massive sports business story. Wow. Now, the UFC, of course, and Dana White, the WWE, um, it's a two, 21, they will become a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company. So the UFC and the WWE brands merging this morning. And does that mean Vince McMahon will be out, or is he still going to be in charge, or his son-in-law or whatever? Uh, the new business will lead will be led by Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. Vince McMahon's executive chairman at WWE will serve okay. in the same role with the new company. So he is staying on. But that is a massive, massive merger uh, of two sports entities, the UFC and the WWE, uh, big time. I can't say that I caught any of it. I did not. I did not. This uh, time? No, I've never caught any of one <laughs> WrestleMania. That's true. I, don't, I have not. My Your whole life? Well, when I was a kid, my I was I mean Aaron Hogan. My I was a Hulkamania, Hulkamaniac for a little while, but uh, that wore off. I've never watched any as well. Well, it's, it gets huge ratings. They had a huge crowd in Los oh, Angeles last night. Huge and, money, uh, huge money, and WrestleMania thirty nine. Our man uh, Suplex Stu Myrick was out there because he covers all these events for us. So he was out there checking that in. He's a big wrestling guy. I'm sure you'll get a full report from uh, Chad. I know who else is a big wrestling guy. Jeff Jeff Howe. And Chad. Jeff Howe, Chad. Yeah. They'll get you the suplex updates. Did you- <laughs> suplex updates. I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I uh, liked it when I was a kid. Me too. That was a long time ago for you. Oh, hell yeah, it was. Who was your wrestling guy when you were a kid? Oh, Golly, God. is he still alive? No, probably By the way, not. did you get that note I sent you? That I you- did on my 50th uh, 
Somebody sent me an up. email that was looking for you for your 50th high school reunion. Yes, I talked with him yesterday. What, and they emailed you? Yeah, because the email that uh, Joe, is it Joe? Uh, yeah. Joe from Pennsylvania, uh, from Bethlehem. He was looking for Bucky, and he, he found me because he, uh, the, email, the email address here. He sent him to Bucky, kept bouncing back, so he didn't have the right email. So he emailed me and said, hey, can you get this to Buck? Are you going to go up there? It is August 4th and 5th. Coke Fest weekend. Yeah. It's also Musk Musk Fest. And, and you got to go. Bethlehem. It's going to be so hot here. Or do you think it's going to be in Pennsylvania? You know, Pennsylvania in that valley where the air doesn't, where air doesn't move, it just sits down there in the valley? No. Come on, man. Jo- oh, John Fiorentino. We're John, looking for you. Johnny Ferentino. Johnny Ferentino. Oh, we went over and Johnny Ferentino, baby. yesterday. So you, you haven't talked to him in oh, 50 years or so, huh? 50, 50 years, yes. That is awesome. Um, but yeah, I hope you go to that. I, I ask him how many, are there a lot of goners? He goes, nah, there's a bunch still around. They're all are mostly. There, you said, are there a lot of goners? Uh, yes. How many of us are still around? Yeah. That, well, you're only guys that are only 66 years old. Well, there's a lot of goners 67. when you grew up there. So you, you graduated. Know, you, that hard at, life. you graduated at 17? 73, yeah, 73. Okay. Well, that would be the 50th anniversary, my friend. Yes. Because I, you know, I turned 50 last year and that's. Yeah, 72, 80, 22, 22, you're 73, 50th anniversary. You need to go to that because that is Coke Fest weekend. Our sister station down at Coke FM did announce the lineup on Friday. They had priority ticket sales over the weekend. But if you would like to go to that event, Today, the tickets right? go on sale at 10 o'clock this morning. There you go. Uh, for the general public. You had to get a code to be ahead and get the tickets to see. It's a great lineup. John Party, Whiskey Myers, William Clark Green. Caitlin Butts. Caitlin Butts. It's going to be a really, really big event uh, August 4th and 5th. But I think you need to be at your 50th anniversary. And you need to take pictures. And you need to bring me some pictures of Hoofy. Hoofy and the guys. All your dudes, man. All your dudes. Are your guys from the baked potato story still hanging around? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. There's, well, there's one dead. You gotta revisit that, man. There's one that's dead. But the others are, there's a couple that are still around. Hoofy was a little bit younger. Hoofy was a year younger. Okay. That group right there. You'll still see he didn't, get, there. he didn't start hanging out until we kind of let him, really. I didn't, I'm assuming you haven't gone to any of the other reunions. No. The 20 or the 30 or the 40. No, dude. You should be at the 50. Might be the last one for you. I got my tenure coming up soon. Where do you go, Ty? Do people go to that? Yeah, they go. At Westlake, you guys are also proud of your high school, and you should be. You should be. Oh, yeah, it'll be a party. I heard a little bit of your guys' show on Saturday with Johnny Rogers, and <laughs> who else is in there? Brent uh, Buckman. Ben, ben Buckman. Ben and Buckman. And Jamie Frazier were in It's like a Westlake party. All yeah. you guys are doing is well, all it, Westlake It was story. Johnny's birthday this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so it was. We, the first 20 minutes of the show. Johnny Lee Rogers. We're dedicated to Westlake uh-huh. High School. Uh, that was a... Tune-out factor for me. I'm just kidding. Let's dive into the uh, Coach's Corner here every morning just around 7.15. Brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay. The really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. All right, Coach's Corner brought to you by AV Consultations. And um, so, T.Y., you were at uh, the Tyler Campbell event Saturday night, and you were rubbing elbows with Steve Sarkeesian, the Longhorn head coach. He was there. I got, I got a word in. It was nice. It was a good time. Try to get him on our show or something. You know, hook him up. Hey, come on, you come on the show. Talk to B and A and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I there was I, there was more people that knew who I was, which I was I was surprised by that. It was a it was a pleasant. Quan said that I I needed the. It was a little bit of my old man radio before oh. I got here. He said Zay was good, but you know I, I brought some life to the show, so some, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciated okay. that. You got to bring some. You go. You're, you're, you better bring something. <laughs> you better bring, you bring gambling picks and. Uh, your own unique view in the world. That's there a good you go. Thing. That's what we all like. It's uh, 
the show of the people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Longhorns had a scrimmage on Saturday ahead of Steve Sarkeesian showing up at that event. They had a scrimmage earlier in the day. And the uh, the eyewitness reports that, that people give, you know, people who got to see it, and they report through the insider sites, say that the defense continues to be ahead of the offense. Uh, the defense continues to play really well. The name Alfred Collins was mentioned, continues to be disruptive up front, which would be a great thing, right? Uh, with We know what you're getting from Byron Murphy. I think you know what you're going to get from Tavondre Sweat. Uh, but Alfred Collins is one of those difference makers, Buck, that can yes, really... Yes, if his motor's running all the time, he will be very good. Another name you keep hearing, you know, the Longhorns brought in two big-time high school linebackers, actually three, but uh, the names you hear are Anthony Hill and Leona LaFowle, the youngster from uh, Hawaii. But the name David Benda, David Benda, who's mm-hmm. now a, a veteran player. I like when I saw him, yeah. Yeah, really playing with a high motor and... Uh, Playing really well. So David Bend is a name to watch. And the other name you keep seeing and hearing in the inside reports is the Wake Forest transfer, Gavin Holmes. That he had an interception in the game or the scrimmage and that he comes. He's a two-year starter in the ACC, but very polished player. Yeah, and then going against Gaz in an offense that had big wide receivers. They were very good throwing the ball, Wake Forest, for the last couple of years. Yeah, so he comes in with a lot of polish, but he's one of the fastest players in their secondary. Uh, so the defense, and that would be... You know, I, I think we trust, I mean, whether it's however frustrating it is or not, that the Longhorns are going to be good on offense, right? They they won't have the running game they had last year with Bijan and Roshan, but there's too many weapons. The offensive line should be improved. If the defense continues its progression from where it was in year one with Coach Sark and PK, right, to a third year where they go from much improved to, like, really good, mm-hmm. well, this has a chance to be a pretty complete unit because the offense, I think, is going to be – among the best in the Big 12, and uh, the, you know, with the receivers and Tavion Sanders, who apparently scored a touchdown in the scrimmage, um, but and they're going to figure out the running game. Sark always does. You feel good about the offense. If the defense continues to improve, that takes you to a, you know, if you can be, be really good on both sides, and all of a sudden you're, you're talking Big 12 championship. Yeah, if they can caliber. win some of the close games that they're in. Yeah, get big stops. and Well, you got to build on what you did last year. Jalen Ford was such a factor. In the middle, well, now if you have another couple linebackers stepping up, if Alfred Collins steps up, if you're better off the edges with uh, you know the Colton Vosicks and the uh, you know, the Jamon Taps and you know those type of players continue to emerge, you know this this again if the defense and offense both improve, watch out. This team can be for sure if they both if they both do. Now the offense has to really improve for me. There there's a lot going on there. There's a lot in this passing game that has to be fixed for sure. Because I believe I believe this offensive line they don't have anything. They can't do anything but get better. That group. Yeah, too much talent up there. Oh, feels yeah, like. there's way too much talent in the offensive line. Feels like it uh, for the Texas Longhorns. So there's some and I've always been talk. a big fan of the center. I just have been a big fan of him. Jake Majors? Yeah, I really have. I mean, they've always been trying to – it seems like they've always been trying to replace that dude, but that guy seems to find a way to continue to start and play. I mean, and he must be a fantastic leader on that offensive line. You know, oh. a guy who gets them in the right spots. Or they have to be. Well, he's such a veteran player now. Yes. And we know that Kyle Flood, who's the offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, he's he's a fan of the big humans, right? He likes great mm-hmm. big offensive linemen. And Jake's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's, you know, barely 300 pounds. But, Which means he's got to be the smart guy. Yeah, the technician in the line. But, yes, I think uh, you feel good with him as a three-year starter now, established in the middle. Uh, Kelvin Banks is Kelvin Banks at left tackle. The fact that Christian, Christian Jones came back to anchor the right tackle position. Uh, and he continues to show improvement. And the depth of that line. Yeah, then you're just sorting out the, the two guard positions, and that can be some tremendous competition. Is it Hayden Connor? Is it DJ Campbell? Is it uh, you know, who, who emerges out of those young guys? Uh, a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of opportunity there for guys to, to earn a spot, and that's where we keep hearing Sark talk about the competition in this camp, to earn a spot, and we'll get to see it. Two weeks from uh, this past Saturday is the, uh, the spring game, the orange-white scrimmage, and I think it'll actually be a, 
a game worth watching this year where you can actually glean what does Quinn Ewers look like uh, more, you know, year in the program, uh, more confident. The mullet is gone. By the way, that's April 15th, 1 o'clock, Orange-White scrimmage. We'll have full coverage, of course, live here on the Horn in two weeks. Uh, Ty uh, Henderson, I think if you missed it on Friday, we had a conversation with Ty at the end of the show in which he confirmed to us that he was going to get a haircut, his first haircut in months. Yeah, he wasn't going to get the bowl cut either. But he was going to spend like $125 on this bad boy. It didn't so end up being that much. It didn't? It was 95 Nice. But did you got the beard trim? It looks good. Thank you. You got the eyebrows done. Thank you, yes. And you have a mullet now. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the city had to do it. You went mullet. Yeah. You got the full lettuce in the back, a little shorter on the sides, but you told me they screwed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I ex- that's the one thing I expect when I pay that much for a haircut is I don't have to come back. But it's looking like there was – I mean, it's probably not every day that the barber is asked to cut a mullet. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a little bit of slack, but I'm, I'm going to have to go back today and get it get it shaped up a little okay, bit. Okay, here's what we're going to have to do. A little long on one side, huh? Yeah. We got a little lengthy there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaving it out, a little, you know. Well, when we come back Why don't you let me break, do it? Oh, gosh. Sure. I don't drink. My hands are calm, and I'll be fine with that. You ever cut hair before? No. But hey, there's a first for everything. You cut come your on. own hair. Oh, I do. I shave. You shave your head shave, bald. Yeah. Uh, but so when we come back, you know, we are on Twitch. If you go to hornfm.com, you can always watch our show and all our shows here on the Horn on our Twitch cameras, which is kind of, uh, you know, he's got the camera in your face all the time. But, you, but Ty, you're wearing the hoodie and the hat. So you're not you're not showing off the lettuce. What's going on in there? I'll, I'll give a grand reveal here. Can we do that at 6.30? Sure. Yeah, so if you're going to- 7.30? Sh- or 7.30. Uh, we still haven't changed our clock in here from the daylight course, savings time. And we, and we time. won't until somebody jumps up there. Until, well, it might not ever go back, right? <laughs> well, yeah. we'll just wait till. well, we, yeah, because if they get get out their rear ends in Congress, they'll go ahead and pass that thing, and we'll keep it right here. But our clock still says 6.23 above you. I apologize. But, yes, it's 7.23. We come back at 7.30. Ty will reveal the moulet and uh, the great new haircut. 95? How much did you tip the guy? Uh, 15? 20%. So it was like nine, eighteen, nineteen dollars. Nice. There you go. Good work, buddy. Did they get the nose hairs and? No, I need to get. I need to get one of those trimmers going. They're a little bit wild right now. Okay. All right. We'll get after that. We'll show Ty's reveal. We'll also get into this NFL mock draft that I saw over the weekend. It's Bruce Feldman. Bruce Feldman is. Come on, um, Feldman. Well, Feldman's great, and he's one of the best college football reporters out there. He works for the Athletic.com, and here's what he says: his his mock draft. Is uh, he confirms that we all know that the drafts in the evaluation of it is in an exact science, but he says I strive to do this project is provide a unique insight into each of the players as the analysis comes directly from the coaches who have scouted and game planned for the players that are going to be drafted. So talking to college coaches who have who have scouted and, and gotten ready to play Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Bijan Robinson, we'll let you uh, we'll go through and then he makes a mock draft out of it where he thinks they're going to land in the NFL. I think it's pretty good stuff and a lot of conversations will come out. Of it. We'll pick it up on the other side. Also LSU, the national champions on the women's side, UConn and San Diego State will play tonight to decide the men's crown. Uh, your coach Kim Mulkeybug, Kim Dwayne, two years, two years, Natty. Two years, and she did she it with, coach. and she did it with the swagger. Um, she doesn't she apologize. Coach, no, and uh, some would say couldn't couldn't happen to a bigger jerk, but she does it her way. You know what I'm saying? No give love me, lost give, between the Longhorns and Kim Mulkey. I will tell you that. Just give me that natty. She gets her done. Yeah, and her team got it done yesterday against Caitlin Clark, and what a performance uh, she had in this tournament. I am disappointed that they didn't give her the tournament's most outstanding player, despite not winning yesterday. I think it's no doubt she was the most outstanding player of the tournament. Um, but, you know, that's not the way it fell. We'll come back, pick up that mock draft. We've got the uh, a Hot or Not for the end of the hour. It's b on a Monday. 
It's Bucky and Aaron. Good, bad, and ugly on a Monday morning. Plenty of all three over the weekend. A lot of good. LSU, well, it's going to be bad for a lot of folks, but uh, they don't like Kim Mulkey very much. But uh, she got it done. She can flat coach LSU, the national champions on the women's side. Also on the good side, uh, Caitlin Clark and her performance on Friday night and really throughout this entire tournament. Even yesterday, she had 30 points. Breaks Cheryl Swoop's record, most points in one single tournament, and really electrified uh, a nation. Everybody was paying attention to what Iowa was doing. LSU, though, the better team yesterday. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt Caitlin Clark was the best player of the last three weeks on the women's tournament. Also on the good side, the uh, Texas, uh, excuse me, the uh, Texas Rangers for Ty, Herring, Ty Henderson in there. They're off to a 3-0 start. That's a good thing. We've got uh, some bad as well. Texas baseball struggled yesterday with the bats. How about leaving the bases loaded in the ninth mm. inning, top of the ninth? You kind of knew when they had the bases loaded, no outs, and a 3-2 lead that the, the fact that they didn't push a run across at all was going to come back to haunt them, and it did. It was just one of those you got to get some runs in that spot. And Jared Thomas, the freshman, struck out. And then Mitchell Daly, who's been a clutch hitter for you, you know, grounds into a double play and, and the inning's over. You get nothing. And that, of course, has people questioning David Pierce. Should he have been more aggressive? Try to you know, squeeze, a, squeeze a run across, do something to generate uh, an insurance run. In the end, Zane Morehouse then you know, walked a couple of batters after a single in the ninth inning and then uh, a wild pitch and a single and the game's over. Uh, Longhorns get to take nice the Nice streak, though. Yeah, 16 straight. And boy, if you, that's why you say the the margin of you know of, of victory versus defeat is so small. If you win that game, get 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 that final out, um, you come home with a two out of three, and you've won what eighteen of nineteen, or seventeen of eighteen, and you're you know sitting at five and one it's in conference nice stretch play. There, uh, and and just to go in and win a series on the road against a top fifteen team would have been critical and, and huge, big picture. But you, you you couldn't finish it off, and that ninth inning was was critical. And then also the fact that. You know they they won the Friday game five to three, but you know they had five runs on the board by the fourth inning, and they didn't score again in that game. They didn't do much with the bats against a great pitcher on Saturday, and as we said yesterday, Garrett Gilmet hit the home run in the first inning, and they didn't score again. Uh, so the offense kind of ground to a halt uh, for most of that weekend, outside of a couple of couple of innings. But uh, so that was bad on the bad side. Texas softball got swept. That was not done, not sh- super shocking, but Oklahoma's the uh, number one team in the country and just a juggernaut right now. Uh, but three straight losses for the Longhorn softball team. Uh, also on the good side, but I mean, this is also on the ugly side, Buck. I, here's what I would say when I went, you know, Austin's a cool city to live in. There's a lot going on. You know, we've got so many things every weekend. But at some point, is there too much when the city like has like all these events and then they start closing roads for construction and the general pop can't really get anywhere? Because if you were, because here was a, the city of Austin actually put out a memo Thursday, letting everyone know that hey, be ready uh, for a lot of bad traffic because they had the Clyde Littlefield Texas relays. They had there was also a, a Longhorn five ten k run that was going on on Saturday. The, the CMT awards, as we said, which was you know shutting down parts of Congress, major parts of Congress Avenue. Now, there was a Broadway show at the Bass Concert Hall. Also, Buck, you had the Urban Music Festival on Auditorium Shores. You had the Kite Festival at Zilker Park. You had a pop-up picnic at Waterloo Park down there near the Moody Center. Oh, what? Yeah, they mean, you mean it's one of those things if you're going to, which is cool, there's a lot going on, but then you can't have South First and BK's Road down to one lane each, right? Can you? People can't get anywhere. It's just gridlock. But, you know, or you just stay home. Or you just don't go downtown Austin. 
Well, you really couldn't get anywhere in South Austin or North Austin. I mean, it's, it was just uh, one of those weekends. So either you loved it and you got to go to the Country Music Awards or you went to the Texas Relays and all those things, or, or the Kite Fest, or you, you got and, stuck and, in traffic. And South Congress is jammed anyway, generally, oh, isn't it, on the oh, weekends? yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable what goes on down there. But we should say this. Uh, here's a good part of the, the, the great city. Austin, the U.S. housing market, according to the a new study, Austin is the number one U.S. housing market for growth and stability. Growth and stability. So at least be happy about that. Happy about that. I got a new house for only about three years now. See, there you go. There you go. And T.Y. got a haircut. People are wondering about your $95 haircut, Ty. Our man Chang says, uh, my goodness, Ty, I'll cut your hair for half of that. Yeah, I could. I mean, I'm open to change. Did you reveal? I mean, here, I'll do, let's do this on Twitch. If you could, you can go to hornfm.com on the right side there in the top corner. There's a little button you can, or a little screen you can click on, and you can. Damn, see. you got ripped off. Look at that. Yeah. Now, I, I did see you in the picture with Steve Sarkeesian from the weekend at the Tyler Campbell event, and Earl Campbell. It looks good. There's kind of a flow to it. You get it's kind of a side view. Well, yeah, this is the no shower. You know, I've I've said before I I don't want to wake up early or earlier to take a shower in the morning. That's that's for when I get home. So this is this is a bit night of uh, bed hair, but you know, it, in all it its glory, works. the moule. It works. The moule. This says somebody. There was a bike fest here too. Yeah, see, bike fest like a biker. This says, for someone who had to work in that, heck yes, it was too much. Yeah, I mean, if you just had a general job, <laughs> we had to try to get to. Oh, uh, my God. Um, uh, you know, somebody said B-Cave and South First both being closed have minimal impact on one another. Well, clearly. But those are two major arteries in South Austin that, on top of everything else, you maybe could have held off on that. Uh, I don't know. It's just It was gridlock. Uh, for folks, but you know things got to get done. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. So we got to build, build more. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, the busy weekend that was. And this weekend will calm down a little bit, Buck. We got a Texas baseball series, but it's Easter. It's Easter, and everybody's going to sit back and watch the Masters, which tees off on Thursday. Uh, and the good part of that is Tiger Woods showed up yesterday. Tiger Woods is playing. He's in. Yeah. If my, there was any doubt, my rear end's going to get just a little bit flatter this week. Because I will be on, is. yeah, yeah. Because I will be on it a lot watching the Masters. I don't, I, I don't do very much. You're not messing around with this this weekend. No, golf? I'm no, a week of golf. No, no, no. You Come may, you Thursday. may, you may be frustrated because it looks like weather is going to be a major problem and factor, which could lead to delays. And gosh, we're just looking at the forecast on Monday, and obviously that can change. I mean, it looks like one of those things that maybe a, a Monday finish, just because I mean, you're talking about ninety percent chance of yes. heavy rain on well, the Friday and Saturday. Even rain on the, on the forecast on, on Tiger Sunday. Tiger will be sloshing around there. He'll quit by Saturday. Who's the best mutter <laughs> at the Masters? Uh, Scotty Scheffler, probably. All right, so here is this uh, Bruce Feldman mock draft. This came out over the weekend. Bruce Feldman, if, you, you know, if you're a college football fan, you know Bruce. He's been doing this a long time. He's probably got the – of all the – he and Pete Thamel probably nationally have the best connections to coaches and coaching staffs, and they get really good intel uh, because they don't burn their sources and they, you know, they're not looking to – for clickbait, they're looking to write good stories, and, and so he put out a mock draft. And he's not an, admittedly not an NFL guy, but so he was put out a mock draft that's having talked to college coaches who have game planned and scouted and played against the best players who are headed off to the NFL. And he says that the uh, Carolina Panthers with the first pick will take C.J. Stroud. Okay. And the interesting part of Bruce Feldman is that uh, here, here's it's the quotes from the coaches. 
that are that are really important. Uh, here's one from a coach that played against him said he's so accurate and so calm. I wasn't sure about the Buckeyes' previous guy and ability to read coverage, but I know CJ can. He has such a good ability to process, and anticipation is so good. He runs better than you think. He's the complete package. How about this quote? He's the most accurate quarterback I've ever played against. Like he couldn't, he could have handled the ball to his receivers any better. They're thirty and forty yards downfield. He's got high level NFL accuracy and NFL vision. I think he understands the game so well. It gets out in under three seconds. He has a very high football IQ. Another coach said he thought he was better in preparation than better than Trevor Lawrence. That C.J. Stroud was better and tougher to prepare for than Trevor, who they played against. That's that is high praise for C.J. Stroud, who is my pick for the Texans, but they now don't own the pick, and they're probably going to lose them to the Carolina Panthers which means the Texans will grab Bryce Young, according to uh, Bruce Feldman, which would make sense. And uh, uh, this coach, Intel, says, I'm a big believer in Bryce, been watching him forever. I was really impressed, especially with his intelligence and decision-making, his emotion, emotional maturity and accuracy. Uh, we were told when Bill O'Brien got there, it was Bryce Young that ended up teaching him the early stages of their offense. Um, the only thing that scares this coach, which scares everybody, is his size. He says, uh, we ran him down three or four times. We've got some really good athletes. But those dudes, you're trying to run away from at that level, you're not running away from them. No. Uh, so, yeah, great. It's everything. You know, the coach said everything we think about Bryce Young. He's, he's the total package, but is he? Once they get a hold of him. Yeah, if you get one of these big dudes that stomps on him, watch out. Um, how about this from Bruce Feldman, though? Also, he's got Will Anderson, the edge, going to Alabama. Had a coach say that he's, he's more explosive off the edge than either uh, Aiden Hutchinson or – or the Boses uh, coming off the edge. So uh-huh. Arizona Cardinals have the third pick. Indianapolis, he, they, he goes with Anthony Richardson. Seattle with Jalen Carter. Um, Detroit Lions at six would take Tyree Wilson, the big defensive end out of Texas Tech, and he gets some rave reviews, just his size and length. God, Detroit's going to be a big team, too. Yes, they are, Coach. They took Aiden Hutchinson last year. You put Tyree, yeah. Tyree uh, Wilson opposite him on that defensive line. That's big group. You're doing things. Uh, but here it is. This is the one that the Cowboy fans are not going to like. Philadelphia Eagles with the 10th pick, Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas, according to Bruce Feldman. Uh, and here is the coaching intel on Bijan. says, oh, my goodness, that kid is unbelievable. Great vision, size, power. He will block. I can't say enough great things about him. He should have left there three years ago. <laughs> he's so big and strong. He's going to be an incredible NFL player. Another coach said he's so compact. His patience and great change of direction and speed with the ball in his hands. He is elite. Their O-line looked the part, but they weren't as good in front of him. They were young and inexperienced. Movement would hurt them. He's a great football player, though. Another coach said, I think he's the best football player in college football. I get why the NFL teams aren't picking running backs in the top five, but, man, he's physical. He's got good long speed and is selfless. They use him to block on the perimeter and pass protection. He is an elite route runner. He is elite, elite. No doubt. And so Bruce Feldman suggests the Philadelphia Eagles with the 10th pick which is going to crush the souls of our Cowboys fans because they want them at 26, but may not be there. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, by the way, the Texans with their second pick, Bryce Young, then he, they said he would turn around and uh, make a trade down and still end up with Quentin Johnston. Uh, the Texans, are you a Texans fan? You like Quentin Johnston out of TCU to go with Bryce Young? Sure. Big receiver. Maybe not the greatest route runner. He's not Jackson Smith and Jigba in and out of routes, but he's got the you – know, he's got the. the the fact that, that Quentin Johnston went to the combine and wasn't 6'3 or 6'4, he's only 6'2 and a half, I think kind of hurt him a little bit, whether that matters or not. 6'2 um, is plenty big. Plenty big. And he's got those long arms and he can leap. I like him. But the, uh, the Bruce Feldman, this is on theathletic.com, by the way, if you're looking to find it. Uh, Bruce Feldman's mock draft here in early April. By the way, he has your Minnesota Vikings taking Hendon Hooker in the first round. Because I just, 
Late in the first, right? Would, would you be behind Kirk Cousins would be and fine develop with that? Yeah. Kendon Hooker was on his way to winning the Heisman Trophy before he got hurt, and some people think he's got a you know higher upside and better arm than Bryce Young in their same conference, and uh, was playing great. Um, but um, your guy Will Levis, Buck he, or Ty, he says the uh, Tennessee Titans will get Will Levis with really? the twentieth pick uh, to be the be- developmental quarterback. They think he's going to slide. People don't like his personality. And then uh, Houston Texans would take Quentin Johnson, the Cowboys. 26th pick. This is a guy I've been talking about. Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. That would be such a disappointment hey, as Coach a Cowboys said, fan. I disagree 100% with you, but that, I just think he's exactly what the Cowboys would want if they're going to be a physical running team and uh, give more weapons and more protection to Dak Prescott. There's a quote from a coach. says, that guy is huge. He's physical, can run and catch. I think that dude is great. Uh, our safety tried to hit him and ended up getting knocked out on the play. <laughs> I mean, you can't coach six seven and two seventy and a willing try to hit a guy and you get knocked out and then running four six. I think the Cowboys would do themselves very well to add that piece. And you know, Dak Prescott likes throwing to tight ends. Oh God, he's big, big, big target. He's fast. Good hands for six forty. I mean, come on. Uh, some of his his tight end workouts were that of a wide receiver. Do they think he's going to be the first tight end taken? No. That's another interesting thing. And this is Bruce Feldman, right, from the college aspect. No, he would be the third tight end taken. The third? Michael Meyer and Dalton Kincaid both would go ahead of him. Now, this is a tight end draft, without a doubt. And that's why why Dalton Schultz had to wait for a one-year deal in Houston, right? Uh, The the market for tight ends was low because the tight end class, remember last year, uh, the tight there wasn't, there were some scouts that there's not really even a a first day or second day draftable tight end in this draft. This year, there could be three going the first round. Hmm. Because uh, Dalton Kincaid, Utah, Matthew Mayer from uh, Notre Dame, and then Dal- uh, Darnell Washington from Georgia. And there's also a kid from Oregon State, uh, Luke Musgroves, who's you know got a high grade as well. Real fast, big. Uh, another you know, So maybe four top 40 pick tight ends this year. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will uh, uh, take the hot or not topics, things we have missed. Our man Ty Henderson, the moulet, the mullet, will bring us some things we've missed halfway through this Monday edition of B&E. Coming right back. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot, what's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot not. Some things are hot and some are not on a Monday morning. And every morning, today is National Fun Day. I don't know what that means, National Fun Day. Ty has a fun new haircut that he's sporting. We've got a national championship game tonight on the men's side, UConn and San Diego State for the Natty. Feels like UConn's championship to lose. Somebody asked you, Ty, how do you feel about the 7.5-point favorite for the Huskies? They haven't played a game in this tournament that has been inside 10 points or 11 points. It's not enough, Ty. It's a championship game. I think kind of feeling the touchdown there? you got a 23, uh, uh, starting five that the average age is older than five NBA teams. Yes. They were down big against Florida Atlantic. Uh, similar the comeback light. that Miami had against Texas. I think this will stay stay within the number. Okay. Yeah, can, can we hear the uh, the great call from Jim Nance? This was hot on uh, on uh, Saturday night. It was uh, closing seconds. Florida Atlantic had uh, felt like they had that game and let it get away. And in the end, uh, San Diego State got a stop on one end, got a block shot, and they didn't call timeout inside ten seconds. And uh, here's how it sounded with Jim Nance and. Uh, Actually, we'll get to Jim Nance on the call here in a minute. Uh, also, we had this you know, on the women's side. LSU won yesterday, beat uh, Caitlin Clark in Iowa. And at near the end of the game, the best player for LSU, Angel Reese, 
she did like a wrestling gesture thing, you can't see me gesture to Caitlin Clark, which the blowhard uh, Keith Keith Olbermann and some others on Twitter uh, called her a blanking idiot and uh, classless and all of those things. And uh, how about Shaquille O'Neal? Back to Keith Olbermann. Shut your dumb ass and leave Angel Reese alone. I love it. LSU uh, guy. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, Shaq and LSU. Yeah, Keith Olbermann. I can call him a blow. I've been called a blowhard before, so I can call Keith Olbermann an absolute blowhard because he is one. But can we hear the final call from Jim Nance, who, by the way, will leave from the Final Four tonight to go do the Masters this weekend for CBS? But here's how he sounded on Saturday. Taken on. And it's blocked. Pulled down by Minson. They have the one timeout. Are they going to take it or not? They don't have their scores on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. And he wins it. He wins it with the jumper. Buzzer beater, man. All and time. I didn't think he was going to get that off. All time. I didn't either. I thought he was going to step out of bounds. No, no, no. I thought he was going to step on the end line. And uh, he got himself buried in the corner, came back out. Then uh, That's a tough jumper, too. Lamont Butler goes into the uh, annals in history. And obviously, if San Diego State goes on to beat UConn tonight, that'll be an all-time shot. Already is, but if they go on to win the championship, what a bucket that is. Because uh, if it goes in, you win. If it doesn't, you lose. You heard the horn. Uh, Ty, we also have this guy. Can I? Let's hear, we hear this guy. Did you know this can happen, right? You're packing lunches for your kids in the morning. Not awake yet. Maybe you haven't had your first cup of coffee. So a father has gotten in trouble because he was packing his kids' lunch and packed a beer in his lunch instead of a can of sparkling water. Can happen. Right? You can see that. Kind of yeah. cans look alike. You throw it in there. <laughs> sure. Here's Dad kind of explaining how that went down. Well, I got to go pick up my kid from school today because I made a big mistake. You see, one of these is sparkling water, and he likes for me to pack that in his lunch. One of these is not sparkling water. Although it looks like sparkling water. Can it is not sparkling water. Therefore... I've got to go pick up my kid from school and uh, try to explain this situation. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. He didn't drink it. That would have been the best part. If the kid would have cracked that bad boy over. The lunch <laughs> Sit down here, passing it around. Oh, man. Come on, Will. Just a, just a simple mistake. I can see that happen. Yes. Probably shouldn't have the beer next to the sparkling water, but we have a refrigerator, like one of those little mini fridges over in our little bar area. Where you keep the yeah, it's all together. stuff. I mean, yeah. I could easily, but I don't have any kids to pack lunches for anymore. Ty, what do you have for us in Hot or Not? What have we missed halfway through this uh, Monday edition? Uh, not, it's not a new story, but earlier in the show, Bucky, during a break, came and, and asked me about this Mark Adams situation where he was... Um, the former Texas Tech coach? Yes, uh, where he was... Yeah, somebody I, called me this week and said that's actually was going on. I'm like, no, come on now. I guess he was banging his oh, yeah, that's dead true. brother's I've heard that is a wife. true fact. No, come on. That he, can't be true. He had cancer. Yes. I think it was his twin brother. Yeah. Twin brother. Yeah. That's and then he threw it in as the twin brother. Why does that always happen? Mm. Especially, especially with the twins. I mean. I don't know. Come on, Mark. Yeah, but that was There was a lot of things going on at Texas Tech with Mark Adams. I mean, he didn't get along with his coaches very well. The players didn't like him. He was quoting Bible verses about slavery. Well, if you're banging your dead brother's <laughs> wife, I mean... Well, he's gone. Isn't that? Isn't that I, well, no, no. You, he's, he's gone on to a better place. Yeah, but that's a no-no, period. You don't do Wouldn't that. Wouldn't he want her to be years. happy still? Uh, that's well, more on her than him, I think. Oh, no, no we'll don't let, blame we'll him. let the people decide. Oh, God, the people are going to blame her. You know that. It's your twin brother. You're just keeping the, you know, keep it in-house. As close as can be. Now, if it was happening before he was gone, well, now we got a major problem. But if, like, in her grieving, his grieving, no, gone. Of their grieving. Well, of course, they lost their brother and husband. She's a widow now. That's his twin brother. 
So Who's you mean the, after the first time, it should have that should have been it should only been a first time, right? It should have never been a first time. But if there is, that's it, right? Love knows no bounds, my friend. <laughs> no numbers. Wow. I'm still saying that's not true. No roadblocks on love, my friend. No, there, that can't be true. We'll take your thoughts. Thank you, Ty. It's Beanie on the Horn.